Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Allahumma salli wa sallim wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Allahumma la sahla illa ma ja'alta sahla wa anta tajul al-hazna idha shi'ta sahla. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husna ibadatik ya Rabbil Kareem. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. My apologies everybody. Although there is always a benefit in these things because... By the way, I chose... Literally five seconds before I press live, I chose the right microphone. How it went to the other one, I have no idea. I don't have an idea, but I can tell you what happened as a result of that. Shazad went and had to make a new video, had to reset it up again, and I realized I hadn't even started the podcast. So I then went and I got the podcast machine, and those folks who like the podcast are now hearing to a high quality listening to a high quality recording. This is the Qadr of Allah. You see that? Don't mess about with the decisions yani, that are above your pay grade. That's it's that's what I'm talking about. Okay, it's simple as that. All right, everybody, make sure that your your little dot on your YouTube video live is showing red, and uh, so you know that's uh, all good. Inshallah. Right. So today, nice and organized. I am today. You might have thought otherwise. Oh yeah, with little faith. But I am well organized. So today I am gonna read from my own uh document. I'm not gonna get involved in your portal, your little portal that kicks everyone out, doesn't show anything and all the rest of it. I'm gonna read from my own PDF. The new document is uploaded. The new notes are uploaded, by the way. The new notes are uploaded and as a result of the new notes being uploaded, it also means that what I had uh, before is the wording that I had before that I didn't like. The reason I didn't like is because that word was missing. When I put that unintentional word back in, it reads beautiful. Look, just look, all right? Just look. Allahu Akbar. This is yesterday's lesson, okay? Actions not from the genus of the prayer, performed in a quantity that will be considered a lot, invalidate the prayer whether done intentionally or unintentionally. It is not legislated to offer the prostration for an insignificant number of such actions. Unintentionally ingesting small amounts of food and drink do not invalidate the prayer. Semicolon. The supererogatory prayer is also valid if one drinks a small amount intentionally. It's not does not. Don't say does not. Unintentionally ingesting small amounts of food and drink does not invalidate. Do not. Unintentionally ingesting small amounts of food and drink do not invalidate the prayer. Unintentionally ingesting does not. No, 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 it's do not, absolute do not. Where do you get does from? Does works, but it's not a do. Thank you. <laughs> this is the difference. Zakaria, who's got no idea about English, stick to the pictures, says she's right. Dr. Shazad Amin, who is judge, magistrate, king, scholar, doctor, and filmmaker, and actor, okay, is the only one I care about. Sumera, she can go back to sleep as well. 
and Solange can go back to sleep as well. Fizza takes it back. Khairul has confirmed it. Khairul has confirmed it. Because when the American tries to teach the English English, yeah, it is game over. Thank you, Khairul. You know, Khairul, I'm so grateful that you spoke. Because once the Yank says take it from the Yank, right, it's then obviously not to be taken from the Yank. Alright? Not a chance. Not a chance. Does that mean? Do my defending for me because there's not a chance that I'm getting involved with these villagers. With these villagers. Deal with them, Shazad. Refute. Just look at the... Look at the... Listen. 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 Linda. Linda. Lick it. Lick it. Listen. Linda. Honey. 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 Linda. Linda. Lick it. Listen. Listen to me. English is an art. Okay? English is an art. It's not. It's more than just rules. It's an art. It's more than just rules. It's not just what is technically correct. Even though I'm not conceding. I didn't say that he won. I said he thinks he won the election. I actually won the election. But. Even though you may think it's technically correct. The language is art. And it's what flows. Listen. Unintentionally ingesting small amounts of food and drink does not invalidate the prayer. Yeah, that sounds okay. Unintentionally ingesting small amounts of food and drink do not invalidate the prayer. You know what? I think it does. I think it does. <laughs> oh, sugar. I think it does. I think it does. Oh, my God. It sounded so horrible, didn't it? Oh my god, it sounded... Shazad, you useless! You flippin' fail of a... That's why you got kicked off the bar. You're not a doctor anymore. You're retired. You haven't made a film ever. And all of your... Uh, uh, all the films you offered to Netflix were rejected. I take it all back. Unintentionally ingesting small amounts of food and drink do not invalidate the prayer. That sounds horrible! Oh! What was going on in my head? Unintentionally ingesting small amounts of food and drink does not does is where the R is. Does is where the R is. Do is horrible. Oh, what was I doing, man? You know what it is? This is what happens when I'm thirsty. Like I said, like I said, like I said, Shazad said, yeah, I like Zakaria. And I gotta say, I said to him, that's my guy, I like Zakaria too. Anyway, back to the point. That wasn't even a point. The point was, is that with the edit, it now fits. We've got to correct that part, obviously. Unintentionally ingesting small amounts of food and drink does not invalidate the prayer. The supererogatory prayer is also valid if one drinks a small amount intentionally. See, last week we were stuck on the also valid thing. It didn't make any sense, right? 
Now it flows. No one stepped to me on the second sentence, okay? No one even stepped to me on that. Right. Today's session, let's go to the Arabic, yeah? I'm, I'm sure we can't mess up the Arabic as much as we just messed up everything else. Walaikum as-salam, Dina. You missed all the fun, bro. You missed it all. Literally not even worth you, Yanni, doing the class anymore. Literally, Dina, just forget it. Yeah, Shakila, you know what? Auntie Shakila, I'm telling you now that I was not mad when I uh, wrote, did a translation. I was not, I was of sound mind. But does is better. Does is better. What's happening, Rivers, man? What's happening? Where's my girl Mayshad at? Mayshad. <laughs> Mayshad and Rivers, the greatest couple ever, right? Um, where are we in Arabic, man? Goodness me, there's so much Arabic here. Hey, what? So this is for the people who want to try and find it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seventh line of the Arabic right in the middle. Okay? Maybe someone can copy and paste it into the... Hey, can I do that? Can I do that? Let's do a little test, man. Let's see how this... Ho ho! No, no, it didn't. I was going to do that. Nah. That's because from PDF. Someone from the Arabic thing can put it in. وَإِنْ أَتَى بِقَوْلٍ مَشْرُوءٍ فِي غَيْرِ مَوْضِعِهِ كَقِرَاءَةٍ فِي السُّجُودِ وَقُعُودِ وَتَشَهُدٍ فِي قِيَامٍ وَقِرَاءَةِ سُورَةٍ فِي الْأَخِيرَتَيْنِ لَمْ تَبْطُلْ وَلَمْ يَجِبْ لَهُ السُّجُودِ بَلْ يُشْرَعْ وَإِنْ سَلَّمَ قَبْلَ إِتْمَامِهَا عَمْدًا بَطُلَتْ وَإِنْ كَانَ سَهْوًا ثُمَّ ذَكَرَ, ثم ذكر قَرِيبًا أَتَمَّهَا وَسَجَدْ فَإِنْ طَالَ الْفَصْلِ أو, أَوْ تَكَلَّمَ لِغَيْرِ مَصْلَحَتِهَا بَطَلَتْ كَكَلَامِهِ فِي صُلْبِهَا Okay, that's the Arabic. The English is If one speaks during the prayer with a legitimate statement but offered in the wrong place, such as to recite the Qur'an in the sajda. Actually, Qur'an is not part of the text, such as to recite in the sajda or sitting positions, or to say the tashahud while standing, or to recite a surah in the last two units of a prayer. The prayer is neither invalidated nor does one have to prostrate, although it is legislated to do so. And I've got to tell you that I'm getting bored with legislated for Yushra. I don't like it, you know. I think, although it is allowed to do so, I'm just finding allowed to flow more, legislated to be technically more correct to the translation. But because we are using Yushra as a... No, no. No. See, prescribed is creating the same problem as the legislated. I like... I, I, I prefer the allowed and permissible kind of... Uh, kind of and even legally allowed, if you're going to really be pedantic, I think you can then add the legally to it also. Anyway, carrying on. By the way, no, no, not, not at all recommended. Not at all recommended. <laughs> That's exactly what it cannot be. Um, by the way, I want to remind everybody, as has been the case from the beginning, that the, the translation is always meant to be perfected in the class. Now, some of the old school students will know that. Right? Mesa? I don't know who else is that old school Yanni who remembers these things. The whole plan was quick translation by myself in the class. All the English bods get involved. 
and then we argue it out and then we we, 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 we produce and someone takes the notes and then we produce yeah, the, the best translation I just want to say that okay I don't mind being corrected I was born to be corrected bro are you flipping kidding me I've got the ego of a I've got the ego I you know you know how big my ego is let me tell you how big my ego is my ego is the size of Shazad's heart which is this big this big if one intentionally gives the taslim before the completion of the prayer it is invalidated if it was done forgetfully but one quickly realizes one completes the prayer and prostrates if the time taken to realize is too long or one speaks about anything other than the prayer it is invalidated just as like if, just like as if one did that during the prayer itself Speaking a little in the interest of the prayer doesn't invalidate it. Okay? Right. Now. Who is Darul Arqam, Rayhan? And what being translated? There's an English translation of Zad. Are you going to give me a heart attack now? So what are we doing dying, killing ourselves every day if there's an English translation? Who's Darul Arqam? Anyway, so that's the section we're going to, basically with today what we're covering is speaking, no, not speaking, yeah, it's adding stuff to the prayer in the terms of, um, it's adding stuff with the prayer, it's adding stuff to the prayer, and, uh, and then the nature of the sajda after it, okay, the nature of the salah after it. The problem with the word recommended, as we as you're going to see, we've already covered this issue. It can't be recommended, all right? Because recommended is a subjective understanding of the word yushra. You cannot, we should not rather put a uh, um, our own yani personal like like I told you that I like the idea of you know when you forget a sunnah act, you've let yourself down. So I like the sajdah, but no way yani should we be saying that when the evidence is not there to suggest that. So allowed is very, very different to recommend it. All right. Now, I've no doubt that in certain cases, the allowed or yushra legislated action is recommended when you gather all the evidences. And if you're translating, and that's something which is, but regardless, this is not yani, academic honesty. Academic honesty must not be used putting in your legal opinions into the translation. You translate things for what they are, and then you add the comment in the in your commentary uh, commentary and in your notes what your personal opinion is and this is what I'd like to say this is how I'd like to translate it, but the words have got to stay the same so people learn from it people understand from it, and I, I don't know what class it is that we we uh, uh, teach. I think it's fit now, where I leave the mistaken translation in the class, in the course notes. To show to people, yeah, I think it's fitna, isn't it? Always, yeah, in a couple of places, and it really, I think it works really well. That you put the wrong one there, and then you teach the correction, which is a risky approach. Mm. Anyway, right. So let's uh, let's let's do this. So we're on page we're on page three hundred fifty-seven of the Arabic. Okay, all right. 357 of the Arabic uh, commentary. So, 
the Sheikh says that if one speaks during the prayer, okay, بِقَوْلٍ مَشْرُوعٍ with a legislated statement, okay, with a statement, and here مَشْرُوعٍ does mean legislated, that which is, yeah, and, and I've translated it as a legitimate statement, okay, so to indicate that this is something which has already been legislated, and that's what مَشْرُوعٍ means, yeah, and it comes from the Shari, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the legislator. This is already, and we know that salah is ibadah, and ibadah is tawqifiyah. Tawqifiyah means that nothing is done in the acts of ibadah except that Allah has to give you the uh, 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 permission to do so. You just can't randomly say different things in random acts. We have controlled acts, controlled statements. So, if a person comes with a a a a, a legislated statement, and a legislated statement here, the examples that the sheikh gives are. Um, such as reciting the Quran when sitting down, such as doing Atahiyatulillah, so you stand up and you go Atahiyat, I've done that bare times, Atahiyatulillah wa salawatu wa tayyibat, yeah? And then you think, huh? And then you say, Alhamdulillah, and how many times have you sat after sajda, or your second raka'ah, Allahu Akbar, and now you're meant to say Atahiyat, and you say, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Rahman, Rahim, while sitting down and you're looking at your finger, and you're thinking, you're looking at your finger, and you think something's wrong here. <laughs> so, um, that's the yani what we're talking about, right? And reciting in the sajda, etc., etc., etc. All of these are legislated. Fatiha is legislated. The meanings are real and they're part of the prayer anyway. So they're legislated in that. And such as reciting in the uh, uh, sajda. So reciting in the sajda uh, here means the Quran. The author. By it means the Quran, even though he's left it open to indicate Fatiha, very possibly, which is more of a likelihood. But, but by saying reciting, I mean Fatiha is the Quran anyway, isn't it? Right. So he's basically indicating Quran, and of course Quran, the Prophet ﷺ said, "Indeed, I prohibit you." Sorry. I have been prohibited from the uh, uh, reciting of the Quran Okay uh, I'm just trying to find the right hadith Where is that? I need to find the Senate one second guys I want to make sure I don't like this, this wording Let me just make sure it's authentic 87 it says let me find the one that I know. Bear with me. Hmm. Anyway, the hadith is in Sahih Muslim. Hadith number 479. So I have been prohibited to recite the Quran in Ruku or in Sajda. As for the ruku', then magnify your Lord, and as for your sujood, then increase in your dua, for it's a high chance, very likely that you'll be responded to. We covered it before, Fida. Yeah? So, um, and it is a high chance, it's going to happen, right? It's like, yani, it's, it's an absolute, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So, um, now this hadith of course is, is, is an important one 
the interpretations of this hadith have led to two basic opinions. The first opinion is that you cannot recite the uh, Quran at all. And uh, if you want to make a favorite dua that you really like, then you should change, like for example, Rabbana atina fi dunya to Allahumma atina fi dunya. So little, twi- little changes so that it doesn't technically become Quran. And then there's a second opinion, which is that it's okay to recite the Quran as a dua because your intention is not to recite the Quran, but rather it is a dua that you are intending. And by that, as opposed to recitation of the Quran, and it's the, and it's the nature of the Quran. Now, uh, the truth is, is that the rest of the hadith would indicate it's safer to not take that opinion, to not try to recite it. Uh, and the reason I say that is because the Prophet ﷺ said, uh, Iram, tell me, yani, <laughs> tell me you don't want to laugh at what Iram has just written. Are we having a class? You sick guy. So, um, <laughs> so I'm like, what am I talking about, Eden? Right. So, you see how the Prophet ﷺ said that there's no Quran, right? And there's no uh, 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 in the ruku and sujood. But make ta'zim of Allah. Yani magnify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah? Magnify Him. Now we can magnify Him by the Quran. Do you get my point? What else does the Quran do other than magnify Him? So there's an indication there that you're just, it's best to stay away from that. And Ibn Taymiyyah, yeah, we should have done that, Harris. Honestly, we should have all done that. That would have been good, man. That would the classic prank. The classic prank. Anyway, anyway, we missed out, man. Next time, Yanni, give us an early notice and then we'll just, Yanni, we'll freak her out. We'll all stay still like that. As for Ibn... Honestly, Solange, can you just calm down, please? As for Ibn Taymiyyah, he was quoted actually by Ibn Al-Qayyim, um, who said that... Um, and he, he's the one who wrote... He's the one who wrote about this in most detail, basically, you know, putting forward, positing the fact that it's not becoming to recite the Kalam of Allah when in a low position, right? Refresh the page, Iram. Someone write to her to refresh the page, man. So, she can't, I'm saying refresh the page. She can't even hear me. What's <laughs> my mind? Anyway, um, so, the, uh, uh, He's basically saying that when your your head is so low and your mouth is so low and you're reciting the Quran in the sajda, this is not becoming of the kalam of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He makes the point, which he's made many times very beautifully before, that the position of ruqua is humility and subjugation and that and that uh, uh, sajda is also subjugation, humiliation, submission, but of course it's for Allah, so therefore it's the greatest of all things. Um, but that it still doesn't change the fact that it's a humiliating low position, okay? Honestly, it's true, man. Exactly. You have to stop telling me, Mesa, to stop responding to the comments. All right. That's why I said to you, be careful what you wish for. You see, all right? Well done, Adil. Fiqh. Take it off discussion, or I should take it off discussion. Yeah, I should take it off discussion. All right, ready, guys? I'm going off discussion onto study material. Gone. That is it. Out of my life. So, now watch how good the class is. Imagine 
how these people suffer. Just imagine how these people on the podcast have to put up with all this stuff, yeah, and they ain't got a clue what's going on. Not a clue. Anyway, so now I can teach properly without being disturbed. This is why the class yeah, on site is so good. And people online, they, they complain. What do they complain with? Oh, they're not getting any attention. Uh, now, now you realize the cost and the price of attention. No, no class, no flow, no nothing. Be careful what you wish for. So the Ibn Taymiyyah's point is that, you know, it, it, it's not right. Anyway, it's not right, not becoming. Um, I, I, I personally have great difficulty with this concept. But it's the safer position. It's a safer position regardless. Anyway, for our point, reciting the Qur'an in the Salah is legislated. It's very much part of the prayer. And likewise, to not recite the... Um, and to put it in the wrong place is basically what we're talking about. If a person does all of this, okay, then what happens? First of all, let's just make sure we go through the examples that he says. He says the Shahud in Qiyam, and then he mentions one, which in the Hanbali school itself there's a difference of opinion on. He goes and reciting a surah in Al-Akhirataini. Akhirataini means the two later ones. The two later ones is referring to the last two units of Dhuhr and the last two units of Asr, where they are empty, right? You're meant to recite the surah in the... You're meant to recite the surah in what? In the... Um, uh, 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 in the first two raka'ah and of course for maghrib it would only be the last raka'ah al-akhira the third one right um, and according to the majority of scholars and indeed according to all scholars most of the time one does not recite in the last third or the last third and fourth raka'ah of these prayers these lot go a bit further and they say well that is an example of reciting in the wrong place right our class position is that actually, no, it is sunnah to revive the reciting sometimes on an occasional basis, the recitation of surah, suwar, in the third and fourth rakah. We have it from the Prophet, we have it from Abu Bakr as-Siddiq, we have it from some of the salaf, and so therefore, uh, we'll just add that little point there, okay? We would, we would take exception to what has just been said there. So in, in, in principle... Basically, what we're saying is that if all of this happens, what's the ruling? Lam tabtul. Okay? Right? The prayer is not invalidated. The prayer is not invalidated. Now, let's just quickly understand exactly what's going on. All right? And, and, and justify that. But let's just make sure that we understand what we're doing. So, we're standing in a position and instead of reciting that which we should be reciting, we recite something else. And if that happens, then according to the text, then that prayer is not invalidated. Actually, this text is not sufficiently detailed enough. The translation, the text that I mean, Imam al-Hajjaw, it would have been a, even better for him to clarify by adding an extra few words, that what the author is intending is when a person is saying this statement with the correct statement. And if that happens, then the prayer is not invalidated. For example, if a person says, comes up from sajda and stands up, Allahu Akbar, right? 
So that is a person standing up from Qiyam, reciting the Tashahud fi ghayri mawdi'ihi. He's reciting the Tashahud or any other like Subhana Rabbil A'la, Subhana Rabbil Azim, like anything that's from the prayer. He recites it, then realizes, and then brings the right thing to say. So he says the right thing. Only in that case is the prayer not invalidated. The prayer is valid. Likewise, if he recites in the sajda. Okay? So he goes, Allahu Akbar. And instead of saying, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, he says, uh, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Rahman, Rahim why he would say it doesn't matter let's say he does that then he goes Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Alhamdulillah okay if he does that this prayer is and I'm sure that you're writing down now invalidated especially if he doesn't do a sajda at the end of course okay why because he left out the obligation the obligation of the prayer is to say Subhan Rabbil A'la at least once in every sajda and if you miss out on obligation, you must make a, a sajda of sahu at the end of the prayer. If you didn't do that sajda, then you have not compensated for your mistake. And you didn't fulfill the obligation. So this prayer is invalidated. So when you read this statement that the prayer is not invalidated, meaning the prayer is still valid, what they mean is, you went for sajda, Allahu Akbar, subhan, uh, alhamdulillah, what am I doing? Subhana rabbi ala, subhana rabbi ala, subhana rabbi So you say the wrong one, which is a right, legal, valid statement, but in the wrong place. You stop, or you finish, it doesn't matter whether you said the whole thing, but you definitely said the right thing as well. And as long as you say the right thing as well, then the prayer is not invalidated. That's the uh, point. Okay. And by the way, I uh, want to also add, I want to add that Sheikh uh, uh, Imam al-Hajjawi, he gives very clear, very obvious examples. Uh, and he gave the example of reciting of Qur'an, which is absolutely pure and restricted to the Qur'an. There's no messing about. It's the best of all dhikr and it's in the salah. He said Fatiha, he said Tashahud. These are all well established. What about a category which is less than that? Because we're adding, right? So what about categories less than that? What about statements that are in the wrong place or additions that might be considered above and beyond what should be said in that place? For example, if someone said, Waladalin Amin Amin Ya Rabbil Alameen. Amin Ya Rabbil Alameen. Right? Now, these are phrases which kind of occupy like a, uh, a different times, a different space. On one hand, you can write them all off as part of the dua process. But they are additional, and you can say that that's always going to be allowed in the salah at all times. 
Or you can say that, well, really, there are only certain parts of the prayer which are for dua, like the sajda and so on and so forth, so you should keep them there. Or you'll say that, actually, these are all adhkar in Arabic, classical Arabic, and so therefore we need to be more flexible, etc., etc., etc. I want to say, based upon the famous hadith of the one who said, رَبَّنَا وَلَكَ الْحَمْدِ حَمْدًا كَثِيرًا طَيِّبًا مُبَارَكًا فِي and the Prophet ﷺ heard this in the Salah. And afterwards he turned around and he goes, who was it, the one that said that? And then, you know, someone said it was me. And obviously he's really worried that it's all going to go, you know, belly up. And the Prophet ﷺ said that, you know, I saw the angels literally competing with one another to write that down in your record. Yani, as, a, as, a, as just a sixth statement. Yani, you smashed it basically. Yeah. This hadith, in addition to this principle, I just want to say that I think there's some flexibility. I think that likewise, if a person adds these kind of prayers, uh, adds these statements, the classic one that you find discussed and scholars differ over is the statement of Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Okay? And whether someone, for example, says, Wa alaikum salam. But, yani, you know, and it, it's difficult because that's exactly what Muawiyah ibn al-Hakam did, radiallahu an in the hadith. The man sneezed, he said Alhamdulillah, okay? But the interesting thing is, is that Muawiyah is the one who says, Yarhamukallah, right? In the Salah. This is before the uh, they knew, or, or he knew anyway, that speaking had been prohibited. And, uh, uh, yeah, speaking. Now the problem here is that this, this speech, it's talking. Say, may Allah have mercy upon you, it's talking. At the same time, it's a dhikr, and it's a dua, and it's pure Arabic, and it's narrated from the Prophet ﷺ. So it in itself is legislated, but not within the prayer. It's legislated as a religious dua, bona fide, authentic phrase. Now, what's interesting is that afterwards, the Prophet ﷺ, you know, he uh, he spoke to Muawiyah, and he said, that, you know, this prayer does not, you know, it's not befitting for people to speak in it. And when he said that, when he said that, okay, then he didn't make him repeat the prayer. Now, by not making him repeat the prayer, is he A, accepting that Muawiyah did this out of ignorance? And of course, people who do things forgetfully or out of ignorance, it is not yani, uh, taken into account. B, did he let it go because it was small? Or three, did he let it go, وسلم, because it in and of itself was okay? Well, it can't be okay because, um, well, let me also add that when he said, Yarahamakallah, the companions, they like were like, you know, they started looking at him. They didn't speak. They were like, you know, nudging and, you know, looking at him and, and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. He clocked on and he was really stressed out. And he, in one narration, he said, What's up? What have I done? In another narration, may my, may my mother. Lose me, Yanni, you know, like, the, oh my God, I'm dead. And he's saying that. And then they were like, you know, listen, shut up. Yeah. So, is it the second statement that the Prophet ﷺ took exception for? And was correcting him about? But then, if that was the case, why did the companions themselves, Yanni, tell him to be quiet about saying, Yarhamukallah, just by itself? Then at the same time, if that was the case, then why didn't the Prophet ﷺ correct the other companion who sneezed? He should have been spoken to as well. And yet in no narration 
has he been spoken to? And that's why the scholars, they, they, you know, someone really deep into this issue, they said, listen, listen, if it's something which is an absolute bona fide dhikr, which is part of the prayer, then we're going to let it go. So alhamdulillah occurs many times in the Quran, uh, Quran and the Salah. So that's why some said it's okay to say alhamdulillah when you sneeze. It's a dhikr and it's part of the jins, it's part of the nature of ibadah and salah in general. But then what about sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? We do not have sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in that phraseology in the Quran or in the salah. We have Allahumma salli ala Muhammad, which by the way is taqriban the same thing. Which is why scholars then, some gave it an exemption for saying that in the prayer and some didn't. So it's obvious yani, that the safer position is to avoid all of these kind of extra statements. But my personal position is that I'm flexible with a person using adhkar, which are not random, right? What would random be? Like, I would find it a problem if people started kind of, you know, going into, you know, like all these Arab type uh, witr dua specialists, you know, start rhyming and going all kind of crazy and just, yeah, ya manan, ya manan, ya manan, you know, we'll attend to like a song, you know, so that we're going to keep the people, you know, busy for half an hour crying. So, you know, all this kind of bid'ah, that itself, even though it's a name or, or maybe one of the names of Allah is used, but in the way that it's used, I think that's where the red line would be. So I, I am quite lenient in that. And I, 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 for the evidences that I've just kind of mentioned, when you, when, you, when you gather everything together. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So, the prayer is not invalidated, Sheikh says. Hey, buddy. I'm in Dar Seba. Yeah. Okay, anything important? Huh? We'll speak later, okay? Is this something you want to do? Huh? Oh, it's my brother. Show me. Oh, that's so beautiful, Hippo. That's the whole thing of it. Can you show the class? That's what you wanted, isn't it? You cheeky little fish. You are not interested one little bit in wajib. She wants... Okay, guys. Heba wants everybody to see her wajib. That whole bit there. That whole bit there. All right. Heba. Yeah. What happened to... What happened to Sharufa? I think you went up the hill. I know. Because... Really, because the lines are like really small and I, I write quite big in my... Come on, man. What a lame excuse is that, man? They're going up the hill, down the hill, up the hill, down the hill. We had an agreement, Heba, that when you're on a straight path, you've got to stick on the straight path, bro. <laughs> you just came for a little show, didn't you, little fish? Get out of here. Go on. Cheeky little monkey mum. Right. Apologies, everybody. I like this version of the class where I don't see any comments, by the way. I love this version. Long live Adil. Okay, we can't see Shazadi and his miserable face and he's saying, uh, you've been speaking for one hour, 55 minutes. Right. Um, oh, where was I? Ah, so the prayer is not invalidated. Yeah. Sheikh says, even if you recite in the, even if you recite in the uh, Ruqua or the Sajda. Okay. Why is why did Sheikh Uthameen alayhi rahmatullah make this point? He makes that point because there are some scholars that said that it does invalidate the prayer. Only a few. Okay? 
mostly the Zahiriya. The Zahiriya means the literalist school of thought. All right, they, and the reason for that is because the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi prohibited for anyone to recite the Quran in the Ruku uh, or uh, Sajda. Prohibited. And when you prohibit something, then the basic principle is that it becomes haram. Okay? وَالْأَسْلُ فِي النَّهِ أَتَّحْرِيمِ وَعَلَى هَذَا Therefore, to recite the Qur'an in the ruku uh, or uh, sujood uh, is haram. And it is known that when someone does something which is uh, haram and they do that in an act of worship, it becomes corrupted. If you do a haram act in an act of worship, it becomes corrupted. However, the jamhur, the majority... And that's, so I want you to I want you to know I want you to note Sheikh Uthameen's accuracy here. He didn't say ijma'a or whatever. He didn't just diss the zahiriya. He's making it clear that there is difference. There are some scholars actually that consider it to be uh, haram and and invalidates the prayer. Ibn al Ibn al Jawzi, Abu Farj Ibn al Jawzi, not Ibn al Qayyim, but the other Ibn al Jawzi. No, it's not the other, but the Ibn. You gotta understand that there is. Uh, Ibn Ibn Qayyim al Jawziyah. You have the two ways that you write, say his name. It's Ibn Ibn al Qayyim Jawziyah or Ibn Qayyim al Jawziyah. That's yani, the student of Ibn Taymiyyah, someone completely different. The other scholar is Ibn al Jawzi, the author of Al Al Mawdu'at. Okay? Everybody, he has many books, but that's the yani, my go to, right? Um, just an incredible book. But anyway, um, the uh, uh, Hanbali, of course, um, he is someone who held this position, and and, and other scholars, and, and other scholars as well. Whereas the majority, like in the Jamhur, قالوا هذا ليس محرمًا بعينه. This is not haram in of itself. Yani the, 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 the prohibition of the Prophet did not make the act itself haram, but haram for where it is. So it's not intrinsically haram. And those who are in pure pesa, I gave the example of, uh, of things like that, right? To understand the difference between something which is haram intrinsically and something which is haram for other reasons. And that the two are not yani, treated the same. This is another good example of that. Unlike, for example, speaking. So speaking in the prayer saying, hey, hi, hi, how are you doing? You know, say something like that in the prayer. Then this is absolutely no doubt about it haram and it absolutely invalidate the prayer. Bang, there and then, boom, prayer invalidated. It is haram intrinsically. So, uh, uh, the uh, as for recitation, then that is something which is legislated in the prayer. So, how can it be something which is haram? It's only haram in this area. So, it's not mubdil salah It is not invalidator of the, the prayer. So, the prayer is not uh, invalidated. Um, and uh, Sheikh says, and just to finish this off, he says that, what about someone who does a recommended action? So if someone does a recommended action, okay, but in a place different to where it should be done. So, so far we are speaking about, um, so, so far we've been, we've been talking about speech, saying something. What about doing something? So Sheikh says, for example, he lifts his hands, um, you know, in a random place, for example, going to sajda or coming up from the sajda or whatever, or in between the two sajda, or for example, as he goes to uh, tashahud, or for example, whatever, okay? 
So the raising of the hands is, is not an obligatory action. It is a mustahab action. And it's not meant to be done at those times. It's meant to be done, you know, when you go for ruqwa, for example, or you're coming up from tashahud after the first two. So does that yani, indicate that you should do a, uh, uh, a sajda? Is that a problem? And the answer is no. Um, and the answer for that is no. Why? Because even if you were to leave that act out when it is a recommended act in the right place and you left it out because you either forgot it or because you wanted to leave it out. So for example, it is a sunnah to raise your hands before you go into ruku'a. Let's say you decided to leave it out intentionally, which is the worst thing to do theoretically, let alone if you forgot it. So let's say you forgot it or left it out. There is no sajda to be done. You intentionally left it out. So how can we, Sheikh says, it's an excellent point, how can we tell a person that they should make a sajda for something that they do, which is recommended, when we don't make them do sajda, even if it's in the wrong place, when we don't make them do sajda for something which they leave out in its recommended place, which is far more serious, quote-unquote. Excellent point. Excellent point. Um, so basically, Sheikh also then gives an example. He says that, um, Walam Yajib Lahu. He says that it's not obligatory for you to do the sajda sahu, but it is legislated. And this is where I like the, to translate the word here as it is allowed. And we covered this before, obviously, five, six weeks ago, that, you know, sometimes it is allowed when a person does something out of mistake, even though it doesn't invalidate the prayer. And so, for example, Sheikh says that if a person's in uh, ruku'a, and he goes, Allahu Akbar, goes to Ruku, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, Subhana, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim, Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim. Now this is all valid, because he said what was needed. But he forgot at the beginning and added something which was not meant to be there. So Sheikh is saying that, you know, if you make sajda, then that's okay. And that's the position of the madhab. In actual fact, the madhab goes further and say that it's sunnah. In some of the, the Hanbalis, they say it's a sunnah to do that. Okay. Um, but they actually said it's a sunnah and this, the, the Hanabila also some of the Hanbalis what they actually went further and they actually divided between a statement and an action so listen to this carefully they said that if a person says a statement a legitimate statement like you know subhanahu rabbil ala or alhamdulillah rabbil in the wrong place, okay, then it is sunnah for that person to do the sajda sahu. But if a person comes with an action in the wrong place, it is not sunnah to do the sajda for that action, sajda of prostration afterwards. So they actually different, differentiate for whatever reason they do. It's not something that I have, I can't remember it from back in the day. Anyway, our class position is there's no difference. Yani, if you're going to do sajda, 
under that principle that I don't like to you know forget things even if they're not important uh, even if it doesn't invalidate the prayer I don't like to forget things then I uh, then it should be done whether you do an action in the wrong place or whether you say a statement in the wrong place whether you leave us and you should do it consistently across that's the position Sheikh Uthameen I wholeheartedly agree that's the class position okay all right now let's come back to discussion Did you miss me, folks? Come on, man. Don't lie. Right. So I'm just getting cussed by Sumera. All right. Good to see you there. Good thing. I, I need to tell uh, Sumera that I'm not Abu Hanifa. All right. Um, and. Okay. I can't work out whether people are liking this or not liking it. Okay. There's too much writing. <laughs> we does not miss you. you see my my yank my yank right okay i'm not gonna lie he he does make me laugh right okay i've got no time i don't know whether I, it was uh, uh better with uh thingy i don't know yani whatever but let's see as for mrs abu hanifa okay who made the point yeah, that even Abu Hanifa was yeah, whatever, I just would wish that she could try doing this teaching and trying to read and answer the questions of the people that need it and not be distracted by the questions that are not questions and the chat which is maybe a question, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And that's exactly the point, Fiza. We all here to learn from one another. You know, I told you before that my, my uh, uh, ego is not that big, okay? It's not that big to not learn from you guys and be corrected and to learn and to benefit because my ego is so small it's small as is this small that's how i don't do big egos i do small tiny egos the size of shazad's compassion for human beings that's how big my ego is okay um right ray han i'm sure we agreed with sheikh Uthameen in that mashru'a means wajib sometimes and sunnah other times that's what i have in my notes yeah and allowed right as the basic principle right so the class position imran is that the sajda to sahu the sujood sahu is a act that is allowed for a person to do if they want to as sheikh muhammad Mukhtar shankiti states very clearly Okay. Um, there, uh, 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 whether a person says, whether a person does the action in the wrong place or says the statement in the wrong place, and I cannot remember Zakaria why they differentiated between the two. Okay. Um, uh, but 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 even but even the Hanabila. Let me just make it clear. They all didn't agree on that, number one. And number two, even those that did say that, they didn't say it's haram to make sajda. They just said that it's not something which we recommend or, or is needed necessarily. Okay? Um, hmm. Anyway, I don't know what's going on. Hmm. Not at all, area. My ego, I told you, as is as big as Shazad's compassion. 
Why are you trying to say that Shazad Salim has very little compassion? That's an utterly disgraceful statement. And considering, Joeria, that Shazad Salim might be the one who would be leading your Hajj subgroup, yeah, I would be very, very careful. Very careful. Especially when you send him out to go and bring the ice. Why is illegal, and believe me, you will not survive in Saudi one minute without the ice. Why is a legal statement in the wrong place, not an addition to the prayer, and therefore obligates a sujood al-sahum? Because it is part and parcel of the prayer itself. Okay? It is part and parcel of the prayer itself. It's not replacing that which is there already. Okay? It is not changing the fundamental structure because you've already made sure that you have included the right Yani item. Okay? Right, I'm going to carry on. How are we doing for time? Right. Okay, that's what I've got to do. The professional has got to basically learn to just move away. All right? You see people making points and you've got to make a decision here. Salaj's point that Muawiyah Radhi. You see, this is I would have liked to have seen your discussion on that. Had a direct address to a human, Yarhamukallah, and wasn't a general dhikr in the salah. Possible. 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 It's a nice uh, point. But the, my point, my, but my point, my wider point was is that there's so many variables in this incident, you can take so much from it. Meaning so many different opinions. I mean, you could justify your own opinion, whether to allow it, not allow it, differentiate between types of speech, put, put, put categories. It just depends upon how deep you go effectively. Right. Let's see if we can get this next section done. That would be sick, wouldn't it? That's not happening, is it? Oh, wait, 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 wait. If I don't look at the screen, maybe I can do it. So, and if he gives a salam before, what do you say? Yeah, if one, we just did a whole paragraph there, by the way. Look at that. If one intentionally gives a taslim before the completion of the prayer, it is invalidated. That's very, very straightforward, okay? This is a person who is intentionally doing that, and whoever does an action which is not from our actions, then it is rejected, as the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith, and that's absolutely uh, 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 clear. But as the statement says, amdan, it does it intentionally. Therefore, if he does it unintentionally, okay, and he thinks that the prayer has ended, for example, and and uh, uh, then we're going to find out that um, it's going to be okay. As, as the next sentence is telling us that it's going to be okay. in So if it's done forgetfully, but he remembers quick time. What did I say? But if it was done forgetfully, but one quickly realizes. Okay? Now the text says, but he, yani he remembers soon or close, not soon. He remembers close. Now, obviously, in that you can't say that in English, right? So I've done quickly realizes, right? Oh yeah, shortly, yeah. No, these are translation things. I don't mean that. I mean when you say the word "qareeb," yeah. Um. You know when you say qareeb in Arabic, close, the Arabic, I feel, more than the English, unless someone can give me some kind of English example, because uh, I just haven't thought of it yet, but the Arabic certainly indicates both, par both uh, paradigms, time and place, right? 
Qarib means close. Right? Not soon. Close. No, no, no. Prompt. No, 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 no. Just think of your own language. Think of your own languages. Nearly every uh, uh, language, ethnic language, right, uh, knows the word Qarib. All right? Everybody has Qarib. Now, in Arabic, Qarib means that which is close. Right? Near. All right? And so what I'm trying to say is that you could you can see space and time. Thank you, Zakaria. In the Arabic. In English, do we have that? I think that in English, close. No, uh, you will see. Is there an English word that has both space and close time and close location? No, not. Lo yeah, okay, close location. Close time, close location. Instant. No, I want space. I want space. Instant doesn't work for space. Shortly doesn't work for space. Near. I think near. Yeah. Actually, I think near. Yes, well done. Well done. <laughs> near is the exact word. Well done. We got there in the end, right? So, Qareeb is near. Right? And actually, if you think to your own languages, you'll also realize that in your own language, Qareeb is actually near. You'll see shortly, right? And um, Qareeb means it's close. That's the, 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 when you use Qareeb, you'd mean it to mean both those things. So, the reason why I like this point, I want to make a point out of this, is because in the text, only time is mentioned as a para as a parameter. I want to add space. I want to add space. There are some scholars that said, if you leave the masjid, if you are praying in a masjid, there's no evidence for this, and there's ways to refute this, of course, as well, because what if you're praying at home, right? But anyway, they said that if you are praying, because they said, first of all, you understand what we're talking about, yeah? Uh, the translation. If one is to do it forgetfully, but one quickly realizes, one completes the prayer and prostrates. Okay? So, the idea here is that if you make a mistake, like the Prophet ﷺ did, it was dealt with, you know, very quickly, very close to the original position. It was Qareeb, Yani Makanan, and Zamanan. Right? He literally gets up. By the way, Umru uh, Qayyah, uh, you are the single person who never ever needs to write no offense. We know exactly what you mean by that. We appreciate it. Okay? Um, the Prophet ﷺ in the hadith walked to the back of the masjid. Right? He didn't go past the masjid. He walked to the back, leaned against the pillar. So that's close in space. Time, we know everything that he said. We, he asked a question. He was, he, he was asked a question, he responded, he then asked a question, he then, we're talking a few minutes. So we get this idea that it's got to be soon. Then he immediately completes the prayer and then does the sajda, right? Which, by the way, for people who are asking, we still haven't done yet, okay? It's still coming up at the end of the section. So don't panic, all right? We're doing all the rules first and the ideas and the theories. The actual practical application we'll do later. Now, 
The reason I make this point is because, as I said, some scholars, they gave, um, you know, they, they, they did like to bring physical space into it. And I, when I teach Fiqh Salat, the Al-Maghrib version, I call this part the time zone and the physical zone. I call it the prayer zone. And the reason I like the way, way the, uh, the reason I like the word zone is because it actually fits the mindset. What I want to say is that time and place have a significant impact upon your in the zone, being in the zone. So when a person leaves the prayer, uh, ends the prayer, sorry, they're still in the time zone and they're still in the prayer zone, right? They're still in the kind of mood. They like to continue to do dhikr. They feel yani, in a really nice position, nice place. What diminishes that zone, that spiritual moment? What diminishes it? Time does. Yeah, the longer it goes on, you become a bit kind of tired. Yeah, and subhanAllah, by the qadr of Allah, it lasts for the, th- for the tasbih and it lasts for Allahumma tasalam wa ayatul kursi and la ilaha illallah and whatever. And physical is very important. Right? When you leave the masjid, I always used to say once you get into the, you know, if you're in the shoes, then, but if you're getting to your car, come on. Right? Now, there's no evidence for getting in the car being too late. There isn't. And I'm going to show it to you in a second. Likewise, there's no evidence that it's okay when you're doing it in the shoe place. But if you think of it in, yeah, and this is this. I, 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 but of course, whenever you see Mesa, as we said many times in this class, whenever you see in fiqh, whenever everybody memorize this. Whenever you see in fiqh any kind of measure, it is subjective, and it is going to be subjective, which the scholars want your culture to give the solution to. So when you hear far, when you hear close, when you hear small, when you hear lot, when you hear tiny, when you hear big, whenever you hear these phrases or read these phrases in fiqh, it has been left vague on purpose. It is there for people to actually define according to what the people understand. Entirely subjective. But there are certain subjectivities which are generally understood by the people. They are Yani, you know, part and parcel of the actual game, right? And being in the zone, as I said, cannot be restricted to just time and space, because if a person, as as you're going to, as 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 the, as the next as next week's section is, So if a person says and he doesn't move from his space. And is saying Subhanallah, 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 and he goes and the, the 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 he notices the guy's phone next to him ringing on silent. So he goes, "Hey, bro, your dad's calling. Bro, it's your dad. He's calling, right? He's gone out the zone. Bam, right? So this zone are very undefined. They're very vague. They're not just restricted to time, place, and whatever. We what we get are some." Indicators and pointers to help us, right? Of what still keeps you in the zone and what definitely, yeah, it's a feeling, 100%. It's a feeling. 
yet we don't want to make it so vague that everybody's having their own feeling. So it's a feeling, it's a zone, and there are certain things that will definitely cut it. What will cut it? International, uh, intentional chit-chat definitely will cut it. Okay? Intentional. All right? Intentional chit-chat. And I'm going to explain that in a minute. I'm just basically doing my explanation before I go through the text that Sheikh Uthameen says. And the obvious one is breaking wudu. Breaking wudu is a legal collapsing of the entire, um, the whole thing is uh, legally broken. Anyway, all right? Now, so having said that, my, my position is, is that I am flexible with a person. It is not just time and it's not just place. I don't want to be, uh, 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 for example, a Shafi'i, he is, he is narrated as saying that the time limit that you have to fix your prayer when there's been a mistake in it is the time for one rak'ah, which is no minimal is about one or two minutes and maximum is not much more than three, four, five minutes. Yeah, so it's a small period of time. Whereas other scholars said it doesn't matter how long as long as he stays in a masjid because he's there because it's a musalla, it's the place of prayer, so he's always physically in the zone. And I think that these two, I think these two, Yani, are just you know, I guess we need to we need to work on this more. That's the problem. Whenever you suggest a definitive answer, there's always going to be criticism against it. I was having this discussion with Yasser last night, Yasser Qadi last night. Um, about the importance, the urgent importance, actually, urgent need for us to develop a fatwa on the percentage, on a percentage that we can give to 401k holders and to pension holders and equivalent to purify their funds at the end of a maturation period when they're about to um, retire, when they retire, and they have not had access to those funds. They have been invested in haram manner by non-Muslims with no concern for sharia whatsoever. So we're not just talking halal stocks that have got purification needed, but we're talking about haram stocks like casinos and whiskey and all the rest of it. By the way, inshallah, Although Al-Maghrib have signed off for Pio Pesa, they said that's it. But I'm trying to convince them to do one in March. If they agree, Yanni, then there'll be a UK-timed one in March. And it'll be a big one. All right? I mean, meaning it'll be a, a mega class, meaning that a lot of things will come, come, up, come, uh, come to it. Um, now, we need to come up with a percentage that covers everybody. Those people who do not have the ability to be able to investigate their stocks and purify them. And you know what I've said in class, those who don't know, just imagine. I've said that the worst case scenario, you take the money that you put in, deferred salary, and the money that they uh, uh, matched your contributor, and you give the rest away. And then the, uh, that's the hardcore position. And then the extremely liberal position or like Yanni, the mo this is the the position that gives you the least money, 
And the position that gives you the most money is for you to somehow do the impossible, spend one whole month going through the, every historical transaction over 50 years of your fund, work out each company and each time their profit ratios, and then take the percentages off each one. That'd be a madness, okay? Oh, vaccine. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it at the, uh, they, 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 you know, they, uh, uh, the vaccine talk, I'm not doing it for the Beamer. They were, they, you know what it is? They have to respect scholarship. They wanted me to basically, they, they want, they wanted me to present the, the fiqh of vaccines in 20 minutes. I just want you just to imagine that. Okay. They wanted me to present. I don't, I can't even tell them my name in 20 minutes. Okay. That's a bad joke. But uh, uh, and it's true as well. But the fiqh of vaccine, Habibi, just to discuss the issue of darura, just to discuss, yani, what's the Islamic concept of herd immunity? Just to discuss the matters of prioritization and ahkam al-shara. Yani, are you flipping kidding me? The uh, the, the just to discuss the the uh, uh, considerations of. The, the ruling on they want me to do what for 20 minutes are you flipping kidding me bro see this is this is you just think to yourself, so now the question is whether I bother doing it or not um, I'll have to think about it because I think it's needed but I don't know we'll just do it ourselves here maybe or we'll just do it on a yeah might do it on a Facebook live or something it needs to be public though because it's a public thing so anyway back to the point yeah so this approach would produce the maximum amount of money. You hear what I'm saying? So, this is virtually impossible. This is easy, but you're throwing away a lot of money. We think that it is permissible to come up with a figure that a person would just blind, take their fund and give 30% away, for example. That's exactly the point, Ajmal, right? It's like literally murder. But then to give a... But, but but then to give a average is impossible as well. If I give... I, by the way, I wish it was 30% Solange. You can get rid of those three exclamation marks. I reckon when you go into an average, and how are you going to calculate an average? We'd have to get some bods and nerds to go into the financial markets and take the top 20 mutual funds, calculate an average time, an average length, and analyze each one. And I can tell you right now, go ahead, Adil. Go ahead and do it. You will do a you will do a proper service for the people. I reckon if you get away with fifty percent, you'll be lucky. How about that? Okay, thirty <laughs> percent. It'll be incredible if we we give a fatwa saying that you can give away thirty percent. Incredible. It'll be the best result of the year. Anyway, so. Um, so yes, my point is that whatever. See, just right here, I I, I just I, I I just threw a figure out. Okay, absolutely. Look, just immediately right now, people are discussing that percentage. So whenever you suggest a number, okay, then you're always going to be thinking. That's why the scholars leave it open. They say close. And that's why zone, I like it. And I say that zone is a very much a feeling with some definite parameters. So, to make sure... Where are we? 111. 
What do we do, folks? Should we call it here and go into Q&A or should we carry on? She said Sting's having a heart attack. He was like, what, what kind of question is that? Isn't it? Call it, yeah? All right, we'll call it here. We're in Kana Sahwan. All right. Start. Just need to remind me just to write start. That's all. Yeah, then nobody then has to stress about anything. So, all right, let's do some Q&A then. All right, let's do some Q&A. I just want to say I didn't miss any of you whatsoever one little bit. It was fantastic teaching yani the study material. It was incredible, in fact. You can also say it was incredible. It's okay. Class Q&A first, okay? Because I missed you, Zakaria. I'm not going to lie, Zakaria. I missed you, bro. Did it go good? Yeah, you see, Rayhan, he knows the score, yara. Talibul ilm, bro. Right. Now, let's, again, as always, questions start with the class. The class position on Quran in sujood is that it's best to avoid it and to change it. Rabbana atina fid dunya, for example. Allahumma atina fid dunya. But if a person did it, I'm flexible with it. Okay? Imran, <laughs> Imran, you want beats, bro. Right. Is there any exception? For example, in Surah Ar-Rahman, the jinn in response would repeat, and should do the same. Is this only outside the prayer, listening or reciting? So you know this 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 itself is a area which has some hadith involved. Okay. For example, at the end of Surah Din, for example, and these statements. But most of these hadith are weak. So there's an indication that, you know, when Allah asks a question or Allah makes a statement that we should respond to it. We know that that exists. And Nabi uh, the companion said, and Nabi وسلم, he would not pass an ayah of adab except that he would seek refuge from it. He would not go past an ayah of Jannah except that he would ask Allah for it. There are a lot of evidences for my position. Okay. There are a lot of evidences for my position. My, what's my position? My position is I think that there's flexibility and leniency the more you stick to pure Quran Sunnah Adhkar in the Salah as part of the entire Dua process that's my position but I prefer that it's authentic so I would feel better for example say saying Allahumma lak alhamd or alhamdulillah for example uh, in the prayer moments or subhanak ya Allah, subhanak, yani after uh, responding to an ayah, responding to myself reciting an ayah, than to say, you know, bala wa ana ala min shahideen, even though that's from the hadith, because I consider that to be weak, and this one to be on a basic principle. So, yani. Because it's true, Mesa, he is. Harris. All right. Yeah, so you would say, Rabbi Ghfirli or Allah Maghfirli. What were we talking about? In general? Guys, remember that we need to do the questions in the class first. 
Yeah, there we go. That's what I need. Someone says it like Hamza. If one performs a legislated act in the... Listen, I'm not avoiding anybody's questions. Let me make that clear. But if we're going to... If I can't see it in the comments because it's going too quickly or because it's disturbing me or because I went to the other screen, that's what is prioritized. Then everybody else's questions which are random, they can be done whatever you want. Um, Salatul Maghrib, by the way, is valid until Salatul Isha, just so that people know. A question that was asked earlier, if one performs a legislated act in the incorrect position, and does not correct it. If one performs a legislated act in the incorrect position and does not correct it, but performs sajdat the sahu, is the prayer still valid? If you mean by that, Hamza, that they don't. If one performs a legislated act in the incorrect position, there's nothing to correct. There's nothing to correct, Hamza. That doesn't make any sense, what you just said. Because I'll give you an example. If one performs a legislated act, which is raising the hands, in the incorrect position, for example, in between sajda, and I do not correct it, okay? I don't have to do sajda sahu. Anyway. And if I did sajda sahu, my prayer is of course still valid. Yeah, so that's that. Which narration was it that supported movement back to the back of the masjid by the Prophet ﷺ to then still be able to get back in the zone? Which narration was it that supported movement to the back of the masjid? Because in the riwayah of at least Ibn Majah, at least Abu Dawood, it would be good to find some of the examples. But anyway, there are a number of the, the, the riwayat that show that the Prophet ﷺ went to the back of the masjid. I'm not sure actually what you're asking, to be honest. I'm not too sure what that means. Still in the masjid though. If one, So to clarify, if one says the wrong thing and does not correct himself, but compensates, it for, compensates for it with the sajda at the end, the prayer is not invalidated. That depends, right? If one says the wrong thing, like for example, says Subhana Rabbi Al-Azim in the sajda, Right? If you don't say Subhana Rabbi Al-A'la, then you've made a mistake there in the prayer. Like a, an unacceptable mistake. You have to do sajda at the end. If you didn't and you said the sajda at the end, you've covered it anyway. Okay? You've covered it anyway. If that makes sense, I think. Uh, is reading durood in the first sitting considered an addition to the prayer which requires sajda sahu at the end? No. That's the whole point of today's lesson. Any legislated statement in its wrong place does not invalidate the prayer. By definition, it does not require a sajda. Okay? If you're saying is mandatory or recommended, it is not mandatory. And if a person does it, is allowed to do it. 
back to the same original discussion is allowed. And are you to, I, I told you that personally, definitely not my class position. Personally, I don't like to be forgetful in the prayer. I feel embarrassed. So I, I do that to apologize. That's my that's me. I like to apologize. Right? So yeah. Yeah. This is not something which is just in the Hambli Madhab Zakaria. We're gonna come to this a little bit later. Okay? When you are praying behind the Imam, all of the scholars, all of the schools accept this principle. That any obligation that's missed out is covered by the Imam. Only something which is a fundamental break of the prayer. And even some arkan, it can be argued. We're going to come to that later. But that's all the schools. The Imam, he's like a sponge. That's the great benefit of praying in jama'ah. Praying in congregation. When you pray with an Imam, he soaks up all the mistakes of every single person who's praying. It's crazy. Okay? What if the addition of a couple what is what if the addition is of a couple of words like saying Durud Ibrahimi and the first sitting? Does that ring? No. I'm saying to you, Rajat, that you can say the whole Durud. But then you gotta say the right thing. And then you and you still don't need to make sajda. That's the whole point of the class today. Look, guys, if one speaks during the prayer with a legitimate statement, but offered in the wrong place, such as Quran, such as the shahud while standing, etc. The prayer is neither invalidated nor does one have to prostrate. It's, it's, it is absolutely as clear as possible. Although it is legislated to do so. Meaning it's allowed if you want to do it. If you follow that kind of, you know, but you don't have to. Guys, what's going on, man? I must have taught this really rubbish today, bro. What did I mess up? I don't know what's going on. By the way, check out the Zad al-Mustaqim tribe by Dar al-Qam that I mentioned. It's pretty decent and translated up to Abu Dhaqah. Yani sacrifices. Or is that a misspelling of Zakat? Um, anyway, you mentioned the narration of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi to the back of the message of support for Qariban, meaning space. Right, okay. That is your right then, yeah? That is a long way away. Um, as support for Qariba means space, not just time. And the limits of the masjid being enough. Yeah, that's right. Like, I, that, d- d- by the way, all my life, and whenever I've taught the fiqh of salah, and I, when I learnt it yani, myself, I always... If someone reminds me in the, te- in the telegram group or something like that, because I can't be looking for hadith right now. Okay, uh, I need to bring a, um, I need to bring the exact narration which mentions the back of the masjid. Uh, what else? Okay. If you forget to say, if you forgot to say Subhan Rabbil Azim in the sajda, and when you got up, you realized, should you go back? No, no, that's coming later. That's a big problem. That's coming later. Right. Um. Is the intent that's coming later, intention of Sajda Sahu? Ah, so this is a point, Usman. This is very good. All right. Is the intention of the Sujuda Sahu a thing? Yes. If you make a Sajda to correct one mistake, but realize after the prayer that you made another mistake, will the one Sajda that's coming later? That's coming later. 
How do we differentiate between legislated act in an incorrect position and an addition in Salah that we studied last month? We studied similar examples, e.g. sitting for an extra tashahud. That's because you are fundamentally changing the nature of the prayer. Okay? That's a fundamental change. Alright? Right. Humblies are, all agree- Humblies are all agreed on the point that if someone remember that if someone remembers within a short period of time about doing taslim before it's due by mistake, then it does not break the salah. Yeah. So I think that's uh, that's I think the questions on the class. Yeah? Are we all happy with the, the issues of time and space? Uh, of course, we're covering that yani, in uh, 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 we're covering the details according to the text next week. Yeah, yeah. You can put some other questions up. We can do it for maybe five ten minutes. All right, is wiping over the socks permitted? Whoa, whoa, just whoa, whoa, slow down, slow down. I, I can't even keep up the flipping thing here. Wiping over the socks permitted during the day for prayers if a person has done ghusl for the first prayer. Is wiping over the sock permitted during a day for prayers if a person has done a ghusl for the first prayer? Or is it only the case that wiping over the socks is only for those who have done wudu for the first prayer? I hope I made sense. You didn't make any sense whatsoever. I have no idea what the first prayer is or anything. It's simple, bro. Person makes wudu or ghusl. Yeah? As soon as they've done that, they put on their socks. You can now wipe on those for the rest of the whole day. Don't worry about prayer, this, that, blah, blah, blah. The time period starts yani, after, after. Okay? The time period starts not when you pray or not when you make your wudu or whatever. The time period starts when you are making wudu and you wipe on those socks. I don't know what question you're asking, to be honest. Um, making assignments for students are getting paid for it. Knowing that the teachers are unaware the assignment was made by someone else. Making assignments for students and getting paid for it. Knowing that the teachers are unaware the assignment was made by someone else or not the student. Well, I don't understand that at all. Making assignments for students and getting paid for it. I make an assignment for students. Knowing that the teachers are unaware that the assignment was made by someone. Oh, you mean like a third party business? Right? No, that's not allowed. If it is stated by the teachers that this must be done. If you are doing something that has been a condition. It's, that's the same as sitting, uh, the, 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 the driving test of someone else. Or doing someone else's exam. It's very clear you're not allowed to do that. If that same level of clarity is in the assignment, then it's then it's something which is not allowed. Okay? That's something which is not yani something that, that is allowed. Now, will the income be halal? The that that for that particular job it wouldn't be, because that's a deception. But the job in itself of writing assignments is something which is permissible, right? Someone's got to yani, be able to make sure that it's applied. Again, Pio Pesa explains that. Killing insects that aren't necessarily harming us in general. Specifically, collecting insects for kids, study, observation, and then they die while not, whilst not being taken care of with food. Where's the question? Are you question, Are you asking, is it halal? I don't think it's haram. I don't think it's haram. With, res- Wallahu a'lam. With respect to the hadith about plucking eyebrows, why some scholars say that it is, uh, it, is, it is allowed for a married woman? The reason they said that, even though they're the minority, 
is because they said everything which pleases a husband is more important and, and, and this is therefore the reason that it is haram is because of the fitna that it causes for other people. Yani they, made, they made their, their, their um, justifications for it. And that she fears divorce and divorce is a bigger evil. Blah, 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 blah. No, I, I prefer the position of the majority. Not allowed to play around with your eyebrows. Leave the eyebrows as it is. Bushy eyebrows are back in anyway. That's what, that's what the kids say. Don't quote me on that. It's what the cool cats have told me. Alright? Does it count as too long a gap before offering said sahu if one has performed a sunnah ratiba? Yes. Finance question. I found two pieces of jewelry which I believe to have been stolen in a burglary seven years ago. They were actually hidden at my parents' house. <laughs> Sick. Which none of us had realized at the time. Now that I found them, what should I do? Inform them that they weren't stolen or send the items to them. Or sell. No, no. <laughs> send the items to them. They're like, what do we want to do with this? What is an insurance company going to do with flipping your items, bro? Come on. Uh, no, you got to call them and say to them that I had a payout and this is what they were worth and this is how much you paid it out. And you could probably argue that they probably didn't even pay you the right amount as well. And then you basically come to a discussion on um, on how much it actually is. Okay. Uh, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? If you put shoes on top of the socks, can you wipe the shoes? Yes, if the shoes themselves are above the ankle. If they are below the ankle, then no. That's my position. We've covered that in the chapter of wiping as well. Uh, oh, be over my doing any blood demonstration questions. Forget that. Um, someone don't think when wudu breaks whilst making wudu, does one have to start at the beginning again or continue making that wudu? No, you start again if you don't have a problem. If you don't have a medical problem, then you start again. If you have a medical problem, then that's something which is uh, uh, thingy. I remember you mentioning one time that there. Uh, I remember you mentioned one time there is no evidence for saying Sadaqallah al-Azim. After reciting the Quran, if one were to say it out of habit and then say it after reciting in the prayer, is that and say it after reciting in the prayer? Ra, is that considered adding to the prayer? Oh, that's a good question. Allah alam. That's a really good question. I mean, I I think it should be avoided. I think it should be avoided. I don't like it. It just makes me feel bad that I don't know. In the class position, is it both? and not doing should be practiced and varied between no I believe or did you just mention that not doing can be done to shock the system correct oh absolutely yes Yusuf you've understood it correctly the sunnah is the raising of the hands sometimes you leave it on a rare rare moment yes uh, Haris I think it does apply to women <laughs> well done Adil that's a good one and then Solange, why are you confused? I said to you, it is not just distance. And I said to you, it's not just time. I said it's a zone. I said we have indicators. That's what I've said already. Yeah, Not one thing by itself is enough to determine this. It's a zone. It's a, it's a feeling. Okay, number one. Number two, we will go into the more details in next week's uh, lesson. Can parents use... ED gifts money is given to their kids. They spend on their kids anyway. I think there's some space with that. I think that's allowed. Okay. Unless there, there comes yani, something very, very yani, contractual. You must give this to the kids and you promise and so on and so forth. Can the husband put the expectation on the wife to contribute to finances? 
Is she sinful for not obeying him if he wants her to work? First of all, a husband cannot obligate a wife to work. Number one. Disgrace, but, but anyway, number one. Number two, if a woman goes out to work, I think the husband has a right to ask for money, X, Y, Z, contribution, compensation, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if that answers your question. Towards the house, I mean, not towards him. Uh, as people and the disruption or anything that has happened as a result of that happening. Uh, just like the man does for him going out to work and him having to pay for the whatever. As people have gotten more online now during COVID and also mixed, there are some people more relaxed about the online chat between genders and groups and other side, the extra strict, not wanting anything to do with other gender. Where do we draw a balance in an online platform? I don't know. That balance is the sensitivities of different people and different cultures. Certain cultures would never ever imagine it. Other cultures where men and women are speaking to people all the time and it's never an issue, then uh, they're going to be much more liberal. I'm definitely on that side. I think it's complete madness the way that Muslims yani, um, act in this way. Uh, when they, you know, we don't speak to them, but flipping Lucy and Katie and all the rest of it, flipping, you know, la di da. Right. So, uh, it doesn't. It does apply to men. I said. Someone leaves Salaf fainting. Can you do that? Yes. All right. I think we are. No, Maryam. We always said that the Sunnah Act uh, is uh, something which is only Sunnah, and if it causes any something which is going to become very, very bad, like a big fight or something like that, uh, and because the family are watching, then no, you wouldn't do it. Okay. All right. The Hibba show, man. I need to go and find her before she goes to sleep. E-codes, man, don't worry about e-codes. E-codes or whatever it is, man. Who knows about e-codes? Don't worry about that. Something's haram, is haram straight. All right, folks. Can you repeatedly use McDonald's 199 vouchers? How do you do that? How do you repeatedly use it if they take it? Anyway, if it's allowed, then it's fine. And companies have, you know, companies have very, uh, 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 Rashford, of course, companies have a very, uh, Flexible approach to vouchers, by the way. If you go into a shop that takes vouchers, most of the time, if you say, I want to use my voucher, they'll give it to you. They'll give it to you anyway. Every time I go into Farm Foods and I'm there trying to find my flipping voucher, she's like, listen, how much how much do you want off? <laughs> you know what? I love Farm Foods Longsite. Stockport Road. Amazing. Amazing. Sarah, man, we're sorry to hear that. I think that was the same person who... Anyway, I didn't know. I was going to make a joke there. but All right. This is what happens when you pray in a flipping boiler room. How can we save you, man, when we can't even see you? You know what I mean? All right. That wasn't even my joke. Um, I think that's it. That was a short lesson, man. People don't complain. Zakmullah khair, everybody. Free the sisters. Subhanakallahumma bihamdika shadu an la ilaha illa anta wa astaghfiruka Allahumma wa atubu ilaik wa assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.